...sticks down here while we open it up, and the murder team. It hardly looks like a natural death, does it? The foreman scowled and glanced up to where the buildings in Oxford Street and Tottenham Court Road hemmed them in. I swear it'll be a miracle if this feckin' building ever gets up on time, he said. It's a bloody stupid place to put it, right on the road junction and with the tube station underneath. Bernard shrugged. His only interest in the building boom, which was sweeping the parts of London ravaged by German bombers, was focused on the armies of labourers who had been drafted in from all over the world to work on the new sites. Some of them would know where the concrete was being poured this morning, and if this was indeed a body conveniently dumped where it could easily have disappeared forever within hours, he would need to know exactly who knew and who they might have passed that information to. He clambered out of the pit with the foreman closely followed by the excavator driver, all of them slipping and sliding on the shiny wet surface. Keep everyone out of there, Bonnard said. I'll report back to my boss and we'll be back very soon. It's more than likely we have a murder here, and we'll need an up-to-date list of the people working on the site. Either one of them dumped it, or maybe they told someone the concrete was supposed to be coming today. I reckon we'll need to talk to them all before we're done. The foreman's face dropped. I see what I can do, he muttered. But a lot of the labourers are casuals, you know, on the lump, here today and gone tomorrow. And now tax paid, Arnard snapped. Well, if that really is a murder victim, and it looks like it, I'll want to know about everyone who's been here recently. It's too convenient for them not to have known it was going to be set in stone within hours. I don't buy that as a coincidence. And don't let anyone touch anything down there, please. We'll be back sharpish. After he had laboriously cleaned the mud off his shoes, Bernard reported back to DCI Keith Jackson, who sat behind his meticulously tidy desk, drumming his fingers on his clean blotter. It's not been there long, Gov, Bernard said, and it's a good size, certainly not a child or even a small adult. It's twenty feet below ground level, and I guess it would have taken at least two people to get it there. I doubt it was just chucked in. There'd be too much risk of it bursting open. And the excavator driver said it was actually buried beneath the level they were working at yesterday, covered by sodden wet soil. It wasn't very deep, but he swears he didn't see it before he scooped it up. There are six or seven concrete lorries lined up outside, ready to fill the foundations— but the foreman says they were required to dig a bit deeper this morning unexpectedly. But for that, whoever's down there would never have been found. You're quite sure it's a body? Bernard wondered for a moment if his years of experience counted for anything with this meticulous boss. There are signs of what looks like blood, Bernard said carefully. I've not touched it at all, of course, but I don't think there's any doubt. Jackson nodded slightly wearily avoiding Bernard's eye. He was a taciturn Scot who generally showed little emotion, but today Bernard wondered why he was exceptionally disinclined to engage. Very well, Sergeant, he said. We'll get a murder team down there and forensics. I expect the developers are totting up the cost of every minute we're going to delay them already, so we better get a move on. He glanced at Bernard's still-smeared shoes with a glimmer of a smile. Muddy down there, is it? Gumboot territory, Gov, 
Bernard said, hiding a grimace. He was known and mocked around the nick as a snappy dresser, an Italian suit and liberty tie man. But Jackson, too, was never to be seen without an immaculate dark suit and highly polished shoes. Neither of them, Bernard thought, would enjoy the imminent prospect of watching a body unpacked in a sea of mud. Standing later, in the deep pit where Harry Hyam's already controversial centre-point tower would eventually rise, DCI Jackson stood fastidiously on duckboards beside Harry Bernard, watching as forensic officers unwrapped the sacking parcel close by. It did not take long to satisfy themselves that inside the sacking lay human remains, but nothing had prepared any of them for the horror which unfolded, and to a man they flinched. Jesus, Bernard said softly, while the DCI's face blanched as they surveyed.